Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. I guess 10 seconds each for each one of y'all. Uh, anything closing, Christy, in closing? Well, um, no, I think I, <laughs> I enjoy listening to um, Bridget and Rashad close at each other. So. Yeah, yeah, we continue. <laughs> we have got to continue this conversation. We have got to continue this conversation. So all you band hands, all the, the, the true fans out there, we're going to come up with a marching podcast after the show because we definitely need to come up with it. Uh, f- uh, that's the end of our show. Check out the website and donate what's in your heart to the marching podcast.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks to you for listening. And remember the lectures you deliver may be very fine and true, but I'd rather get my lesson by observing what you do. See you next time. And that's it for the 90 degree show for this week. Tune in next week with Joe Beard, where the marching band battles continue. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. If you're suffering from aches and pains, it's time to try Arbovitae Health and Wellness Dietary Supplement. Arbovitae contains pycnogenol, the most powerful, natural, anti-inflammatory, an antioxidant available, which is nature's way to support the immune system. Let Arbovitae help your body restore itself today. To order Arbovitae online, go to arborvitaeus.com. To order by phone, call 800-570-0433. That's 800-570-0433. Arbovitae is proud to be the exclusive sponsor of Fish Talk and Hunt Radio. Listen to Fish Talk and Hunt Radio every Saturday at noon right here on KCAA 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM, the stations that leave no listeners behind. Hi everybody, Ray Lucia here with some important information about debt, your debt. Whether you have a first or second mortgage, you're looking to buy or refi a home or rental property, or just need to consolidate your credit cards to lower your payments and save some serious interest, you need to do some loan financial planning with Steve Allidort, my mortgage man, at LoanFinancialPlanner.com. Now, Steve's not your garden variety mortgage broker. He actually spends time evaluating how you can use the current super competitive interest rates to pay off your mortgage early, purchase a rental property, improve your cash flow, upgrade to your dream home, or even help your kids or grandkids get into a house. That's what loan financial planning is all about. 
Steve's been helping me and my listeners for over two decades, and I can tell you he is the best finance guy in the business. Go to LoanFinancialPlanner.com. That's LoanFinancialPlanner.com. Or call Steve Allidort at 888-563-1070. That's 888-563-1070. Now, here's a new concept. Digital network advertising, where businesses display your ad inside their building. If a picture's worth a thousand words, your company is going to thrive with digital network advertising. Choose your marketing sites or jump on the DNA system and advertise with all participants. Your business ad or logo is rotated multiple times an hour inside local businesses where people will discover your company. Digital Network Advertising, DNA, a novel way to be seen and remembered. Digital Network Advertising with networks in Redlands and Yucaipa. Call in the 909 area, 222-9293 for introductory pricing. That's 909-222-9293 for Digital Network Advertising. One last time, Digital Network Advertising, 909-222-9293. Inland Body and Paint is a family-owned and operated fleet collision and repair shop that's proud to live in and help our community. Bring your heavy-duty trucks and or equipment to their Fleet Collision and Paint Center in Fontana for expert collision repair services. With 35 years of experience, you're sure to receive quality workmanship at an excellent price from Inland Body and Paint Center. From fiberglass repairs to quality painting, they'll take care of your truck and equipment from top to bottom in their new 64-foot spray booth. By the way, Inland Body and Paint of Fontana repaired and repainted the KCAA truck, and they can do the same job for your car, truck, or heavy-duty equipment. Inland Body and Paint, dedicated to the community and to your satisfaction. Call them today to learn what they can do for you. You can find Inland Body and Paint on Valencia in Fontana. Call them at 909-434-0466 or online at inlandbodyandpaint.com. The other stations claim to be local. Yeah, right. KCA Radio, the only true local radio station on your radio dial.
city looks oh so pretty, y'all see. Now we're alone, got up to Mexico. Flags of Arizona, don't forget Nona. Big South Moscow, same Bernardino, what do? Trip. Get y'all kicks on Route 66. Welcome team to the I Love San Bernardino County Radio Show on NBC KCA 106.5 FM, 102.3 FM, 10:50 AM, where we'll discuss Inland Empire issues, culture, and history. Carmel Care. You're not here. Maybe Carmel's in the car right now because we just had to attend the Citizens Advisory Committee regarding marijuana regulations. But we'll get into that in a second. But Carmel will be here in a little bit to talk about a little bit about what we learned today over there. Um, <laughs> we, if you'd like to sponsor our show, uh, we'd, we'd really appreciate it. it. Helping us out helps get the word out to the community. Um, the city doesn't always do the best job of uh, letting us know what's going on, so we're, we're another way to, to, to advertise the good stuff about our city and sometimes the negative things, but just to, to let you know what's going on from our point of view. Now, uh, today uh, I have a, a guest with me, Jason Lola. How are you doing today, dude? Good. I'm doing real good, man. And in a little bit, he's, we're going to go into his life as a San Bernardino and what he's done and uh, he's done some great things for the community, and uh, especially in the skateboarding community. So uh, we'll be talking about that in a minute. And, uh, and don't forget cannabis. Right? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm, I, I'm wondering if, if Carmel, if you're listening to me right now, uh, give us a give us a call in and uh, give us your ETA of what's going down. I wanted to just mention what they were going over uh, with the cannabis advisory committee. So I got I actually got the little agenda here and all the little stuff they want to talk about. So originally in the beginning they they had to choose a chairman, right? So they they chose uh, uh, Damon Alexander, um, a good guy, uh, uh, done a lot of work uh, with uh, drug enforcement. So and, and he's a rational man. So he's going to take a look at this stuff uh, with with uh, with an intelligent mind. With an open mind. Yes, and I, I like that fact. Um, we got, uh, and, and, and the, 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 the vice chairman, I, I, I'm not sure, I, I don't know her, but, um, there was some positive, uh, talk about taxes. Like, she, she was actually a, a little bit disappointed that Measure O didn't have more places so we could make more tax money. Oh, yeah. So that seemed positive to me, too, right? And then uh, Sandra Levas, uh, she, she mentioned uh, that she, she wanted to see more about the taxing and mentioned that San Jose has a good, uh, uh, a good process that we should take a look at. So we hired a cannabis commissioner. Uh, no, not a cannabis commissioner. A, a cannabis consultant. Now, he's former law enforcement. I don't remember his name, but his, he's former law enforcement from uh, Colorado. So he's gone through their uh, their system of legalization already, which I thought was kind of interesting. So he studied up on California law and, and Prop 64, right? So what he did is he's there to explain Prop 64 and how it applies to our city. The, the Measure O itself was mentioned today, but 
just a brief overview of what it what it what it, it what it entails and uh, the parcel areas that are designated and um, for um, like growing. Zoning. Yeah, the zoning for growing, uh, for uh, testing, uh, for uh, dispensaries. Um, but that's set in stone, right? Until the court change, a uh, court it's looked at in court. It, it, the, the the citizens voted that in. We ha we have a call, uh, caller. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Hey, this is Carmel. Yeah. What's up? Are you, are you on your way down here? Yeah, my ETA is on the freeway headed that way. Okay. Did, uh, so uh, uh, <laughs> I'll see you in a little bit, but we're just going to kind of do a little overview, and then when you get here, you can uh, give us the end details there. Okay. I'll be there. All right. See you in a little bit, Chica. Yeah. All right. Bye. Oh, en route. En yeah. route. We got our host en route. Right. So here's how I started the meeting off. You get a, you get a three minutes to public speak on this item in the beginning of the meeting. Um, and it's kind of silly, team. Why is it silly to have public speaking before you hear what they got to say? Yeah. Like, if you, you can't comment on what they said if you spoke before. But that's how they silence you, team. That's how they silence you. They get all of us people they call gadflies or whatever, but we're just really citizens that care, right? Mm -hmm. They call us names, and then they put us in the beginning, so we have no idea about what they're going to really talk about and, and can discuss on that. But anyways, I knew that was going to happen, so I went in there and thinking that this was going to be a kangaroo court. It's going to be fake, right? It's going to be all set up like our charter committee. So I was like, uh, I didn't even know if I wanted to go. But Carmel talked me into it. She told me, hey, you got to have hope, yeah. right? And we got to be paying attention here because there is possibilities that they could come up with some good stuff. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right. So I, this is how I approached my speech today. I went in there and said to the commission, this commission is similar to commissions in the past, for example, civil rights commissions or committees or gay rights committees or uh, LDS polygamy committees. And these committees were probably in Washington or in Alabama or in places uh, uh, in, in, right here in uh, California, right? Mm -hmm. And the committees probably had all white men on them. And when we look back in history at these committees, were they just? Absolutely not. More than likely not, yes. So what I put on them, I put on them a big responsibility. I mean, will history look back at your commission or committee as a just one? Thank you very much. That's how I ended it. And it's a good point because, the, for example, Margaret Hill grew up in the South. And dealt with racism her whole life. I've read her book. It's an incredible book. If, if you get a chance, read uh, Dr. Hill's book. It, it, it's good to have her on there. Now, at first I was like, well, she hates weed or she doesn't understand weed. Or maybe she don't hate it, but she doesn't really care about it that much. Because it's always been something that's not her thing, mm. right? But I do think she could be... Uh, a, a guiding light on this commission and I realized it's all true today because she realized right away that measure O is set in stone until December 20th when the judge looks at it it's set in stone right so she's like hey 
Let's get on number eight. We got to get this stuff done before this. Uh lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. December 11th or, or yeah. December 12th of next, uh, next month, right? Yeah. That means they got to have all the meetings... Before, that's a less than a month, right? So she's right. Let's let's get started on number eight: personal cultivation in residential zones, right? So it it gets a uh, so these are the kinds of things we're going to talk about. Um, now, what the cannabis commissioner, uh, not commissioner, consultant did was he went over Prop sixty four. He went over um, the the different. Uh, licensing requirements, uh, what the city can do as uh, prohibiting cannabis. They cannot prohibit it blanketly or they will not receive any grant funding or monies. But they can prohibit outside cultivation and put regulations on growing within doors. Yeah, like permits. Yeah, so some of this stuff still seems a little shady to me, but... Yeah, like they're putting more difficult, uh, more difficulties on it than necessary. But if it does stop a house fire because someone's drawing too much electricity, I don't know about you, but I know plenty of fools. Oh yes, that's they're they're gonna start a grow room, and the first nothing. thing they do is blow every freaking fuse in their old box, right? Yep. Um, or their circuit breaker, of course. Yeah. You know? And if uh, wait a second, some San Bernardino houses might have fuse boxes still. <laughs> but if you got a fuse box, then you should not be growing cannabis. If you don't know what your circuit breakers are doing. Then you should not be growing cannabis on that. Yeah. But if they don't, uh, if they do not ban it outdoors, you know, that's a lot easier. I'd say go for it. You, maybe in your window, right? But yeah. even outdoors, it, it, if they ban it, it it's, everything's got to be in a closed environment with a lock. So you can't really have like a greenhouse. Yeah, so it would be like a chain link fence, like dog cage type of thing yeah, yeah, or something? Even, even that, I don't know. I, I mean, like, what, why are they... The worst thing, I'm not really worried about them. I'm worried about, I'd be worried about uh, someone coming to steal your crops. Yeah, no, definitely. So maybe that's what they're considering there, like to, but I don't know what, they never worried about that before. I don't know why they're all up in it now. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a lot of people outdoors in San Bernardino. You know, I, I don't know how the, the ghetto bird flies over without seeing, a, like, like grows everywhere all across the city. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, we are the cannabis capital of the world. Oh, yeah, the, especially with the events. Most of the largest events in the cannabis community are, are in San Bernardino or San Bernardino County. Have you been blazing? Uh, a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> okay, well, this is what we'll talk about. What you're Well, what are you known for? Smoking weed? No, no, no. That's not how I met you. How did I meet you? I did it through, uh, um, I was actually trying to fight with the city because I was trying to figure out who do I talk to to get the skate park named because I read it in the newspaper that they were naming a new skate park and that the citizens could actually participate in it. 
and they said to talk to the city manager, but then the city manager turned to, oh, you got to talk to Parks and Rec, and then Parks and Rec turned into, oh, you got to talk to this person. It happens all the time. Yeah. And I, it just, ha- here's, a, here's a little example. I met someone in AutoZone, and they said, they, I just introduced myself as I love San Bernardino to everybody. And she goes, maybe you can be my voice. And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I got, there's no parking around my house near Parkside Elementary mm-hmm. she, when the school lets out in, in, in the beginning of the day. And it's just terrible. Sometimes it takes her 45 minutes to get out and things. Mm-hmm. And she called the mayor to talk to the mayor. The mayor won't even know. This is her neighbor. Mayor don't even care. Then she talks to Christopher Lopez in there. And she told me personally, that guy is a. Okay, why are they saying that, Chris? No, 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 no. You need to be the nicest person possible to these people because they're complaining for a reason. Yes. And if she's saying that and they, she doesn't know that I know you. She doesn't know that I know all these people very well. Right. So the, what she's saying to me is like, well, <laughs> you know, speaking to the choir right here. Yes, I will be your voice. So we're going to discuss that kind of stuff. We're going to discuss parking around schools. And in fact, we're going to have a specialist on in a few weeks. We're going to start talk about um, school parking, not here, just here in San Bernardino, but, but over in uh, Redlands, too, where they have a huge problem by Citrus Valley High School. And a lot of times the school parking issues aren't really, uh, th- it's because they didn't plan for it. They didn't actually make... Uh, make sure that there's gonna, oh my gosh, there's gonna be 1,500 kids here. They plan for 700. And all of a sudden they're wondering why there's parking issues. You know, that, you gotta think about that stuff and add yeah. it into the game. So that's, what, that's how our city runs. We have uh, citizens that complain, right? So you're, you're, you're not only complaining, you're trying to do something good for someone in the city to name the skate park after him. Now, who is this guy you wanna, who, who is this guy you wanna name a park after? I wanted to name it after, uh a lot of the local kids, they used to have a friend named John Cole, and he uh, he used to do a lot of good for the community as far as, like, motivating the kids and, you know, just... Somebody did good for the community, and you wanted to name the skate park after them, and they yeah. were paying attention? Yeah, so they, like, they didn't... It was just a pain in the butt to deal with, and then finally uh, I actually got the the phone number on who to talk to about it, and... They pretty much took care of everything. It was one of the Parks and Recs lady that was appointed that, not the city manager. I guess the newspaper messed up or something. But mm-hmm. we finally, uh, I turned in the signatures. It was over 1,000 physical signatures and then another 1,000 uh, over in uh, on uh, change.org. We did, did a petition. Did you pay for those signatures? No, we, we actually did. Was uh, I had some extra money that I donated to have a little barbecue, and I just had a little skate competition, and all the kids... They were so thrilled about naming a skate park after one of their own instead of the skate park being named a generic, you know, insert here type of name, you know, that most parks are named after. And what I found out now is that it's the very first skate park in California that's fully named after a um, citizen that was a skateboarder, not not a, a professional or anything wait, wait, like wait, that. Wait, do, do we call Guinness? Yeah. Did you call? No, I need to. Yes, I need absolutely. To call That's an important factoid, yeah. especially with skate skaters are yeah. coming of age. Yeah, Sam, old school, right? Yes, right San Bernardino guy. has one of the greatest uh, cultures as far as skateboarding goes because back in the days, like even when I grew up, 
back in that 94, 95, everybody in their skate videos skated those stairs at Cajon or the little mani pad that was at Cajon High. Because we couldn't afford to go to Pipeline all the time. Oh, yeah, or, or Skater Crater. That's what a couple yeah. of these people told me about was Skater yeah. Crater. Oh, what, uh, the Pig's Pen. Have you been there? No, I haven't. Yeah, it's, it's a little cool. wash area over by the S-curve. There's a couple, there's a couple of different ones man, right. where all the skaters would hang, but... We do have a huge skating community, and and eventually uh, you won your battle, right? Oh, it, yeah, I, yeah. Well, what happened was is that um, even without any, like, um, support from, like, the newspapers, I would go to the newspapers or even Fox 11 and Christine Devine. I hit everybody up trying to trying to get them to at least bring exposure to this, but nobody did, but, but luckily um, the we had to go through th- three different um, – committees and stuff to get get it done and then finally it, it came through parks and rec supported us um the water department had their own committee hearing um meeting for it because the water department was the one that paid for the skate park and then we had to take it to the final which was the council the city council and they approved it so it went through and and everybody's I, I happy now Adino facebook group supported you oh yeah you guys supported me from day one that's the first thing you know definitely robert you you definitely helped you hear me out that a lot. sun newspaper so, you should have been on this in the very beginning yeah so so this is serious stuff there's people in this community that need you not to just take the press releases yeah. we need you to get out into the community and see and follow some of these movements yeah get away from the the real gadflies, son. Don't take the press releases all the time. Come out into the community and see what we're really doing, what real people are doing, not yeah. just what the, the people that are the best friends of the mayor are doing, right? They just want to put out a bunch of negativity about the city and make it pretty much about violence, and that's how they want to portray it because the media is the ones that are, are portraying it as because when I walk down the street, yeah, there is some, some bad things, but if I go to John Cole Skate Park, uh, on a Sunday afternoon on Ninth and East Street, there's nothing but families there. He, nothing but families, all packed in that place. Come around the house. You know, let me just let me just jump in and say that I I drive down East Street every single day, and I have property on Ninth Street. And I just want to let you know that when I drive by, I say to myself, "No, that is the happiest place on earth. That is the that is the and best place in the whole entire fam- city. A family place. My my Absolutely. kids can go there. Other kids go, and it it's makes safe. me it makes me so happy. It makes me so happy when I drive by there. And that I mean that place is packed because it's the only park in San Bernardino that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I have to admit, I I have seen. There is homeless in San Bernardino, everybody. We all know this. And yeah, I've seen absolutely. them there, and I've seen them intermingling with everybody else. And not causing yeah, a problem. I, yeah. They're not. It's they like do Ven- not. A little bit like Venice. A little bit. You know? So yeah. why, why can't we do that more often? Why does it always got to be so contentious? I mean, I, I that place, I mean, it gives me hope for the city when I yes. go by there. So, so should absolutely. We, we should dedicate this show to, to Mr. Cole. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. Definitely. And that's the, another thing, too, because the city thought originally we wanted to name the whole park. And we were like, nah, just a skate park, you know? Like, we don't want to name the whole park after it. So, yeah, Bryce Haynes was yeah. a good guy. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. And that I actually met him a long time ago at a, I'm going to say it, okay, a Cannabis Cup event. Because they had some of the police officers at one of the events. And they're just walking by and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I actually seen him walking by. That's why it tripped me out about him passing away. Because I remember them all sit walking by up and down the aisles and like 
kind of snickering a little, you know, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they knew it was coming. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him walking around uh, the city meetings here or there occasionally. Yeah. So, like, he was a good guy. Yeah, so, definitely. So, so it's good that they both got named after it. And, in fact, that should be the precedent. Yeah. They could divide up the park into sections and, and, and uh, give recognition to a lot of community yeah. people. And, and then, too, that way, you know, the police department isn't going to want to see that park look bad. Mm-hmm. And... The supporters of John Cole and the skate community are not going to want to see that park look bad. So, therefore, they are going to take extra care of that park and pick up and kind of have it monitor itself. And it's been there now. Wait, I was wait at a the, uh, oh. you got an idea. Wait, we, yeah. Has there been a skateboard trash pickup? Actually, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. I'm going to be uh, doing that in the next uh, two weeks. I'm actually planning it with a couple uh, city uh, young community leaders and what we're going to do is we're going to have something that's uh, free for the kids and the parents and uh, you know have some free juice or maybe some hot dogs or something like that but also I have a bunch of used skateboard clothes that I'm going to donate as well and we're going to do a, a trash pickup for a raffle and I'm going to make sure to give away a bunch of boards and shirts and other products as well yay can we be invited yeah, yeah definitely i'll let everybody cool. know I'll, I'll post it on i love san Bernardino as soon as yeah. i get every, the date locked in see that's community you that is the community of unity one for all and all for one yeah no definitely and that's the that's the best thing i remember uh two events we did a while back at the skate park uh over there at blair skate park and what we would do is after the event because there was so much trash we would tell them, okay, whoever picks up the most trash gets a free skateboard. And those kids picked up that park so clean. <laughs> kids are, I mean, I'm going to tell you, kids, when, when, you, when you give them a task and you give them a prize at the end of the task, I mean, oh, yeah. my daughter, she wants her nails done, and I tell her to clean the house, and it's clean. And if, if she doesn't want nothing and I tell her to clean the house, it's eh. That's why I think, <laughs> yeah. I think we should pay kids from kindergarten on to go to school. That'd be I, cool. I'm totally serious. <laughs> if you pay kids to go to school, guess what they'd be doing at school? Paying attention. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. will be. And if you got in a fight and you lose all your money for the year, oh. guess who's not getting <laughs> no fight, right? Well, sometimes you have to defend yourself. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you give an incentive, good things can come of it. You yes. Know? But it does. you don't always need an incentive. And what makes you so special that you can just go out and get a park named after somebody? <laughs> yeah, no, that's the beautiful thing about it. It doesn't make me special at all that anybody can actually do it. Instead of uh, just griping or complaining, what, what people need to do is they need to stay active. And what they could do is just know their community, know, know who's in it, you know, be a part of it and, and try to change people's perspectives instead of living a violent life what the uh, what the news portrays you know well let me just jump in and say when people become more active um people have to remember to vote people people do not take local elections very seriously which is why we have 10 maybe twelve thousand people out of the eighty thousand that are registered to vote that show up to vote and i'm going to tell you that in your city it makes a difference maybe maybe you know the president it goes through all these things but in in the city if um, you pay attention and you vote, then you know where your money's going. You know if they're naming skate parks. You, you're, you're aware of what they're doing. And in a community like ours, we Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. 
In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Need the other half to come to the table. You know, we need the other half to be represented because they are not always represented. And it's, I mean, I was just telling my mom the other day, why do they not indoctrine in children to vote in school? Why do they not teach this? Okay. Why? Because they don't want you to, because they don't want you to be informed so then they can continue to mismanage funds. But if, if becoming active in your community is becoming active in the politics that go in your community, you know, and teach your kids that. Teach your kids that because we could have a lot more people having parks named after them or having streets named after them or having monuments if people were paying attention. Yeah, I, I, this is personal experience. My parents would bring us to go vote with them as kids every single time we went to the polls, regardless. Mm-hmm. And now, it, when I was old enough to vote, guess what we'd do? I'd call them up and say, hey, mom, let's go vote. It's a family affair. We all, it doesn't matter where we're at, we all go and vote. All right, last, last Tuesday, was it? Yes. Yeah. Me and my mom, what we do, we went and voted together. <laughs> yeah. Because if you make it important to your family, it, it, it's, it's the most important right that it's not really given to you, you know? Yeah. You have it's to given to you, but we, it's taken. It's, it. yeah. it's taken. I mean, well, if you go to the welfare office, okay? They give you a form that says, hey, do you register to vote? So they're registering a lot of people to vote. But they're not educating them on why it's important to vote. And if the schools aren't doing it, and, you know, maybe they grew up and and, and their parents didn't know. And, you know, that's why, like, when I run into people on the street, I don't care what city you're from. Vote. Pay attention. Pay attention. I'm going to be the mayor. And I I tell people to vote. But, hey, even if you don't want to vote for me, vote. Yes, because it's important. It's important. Pay yes. attention. Open your... I mean, it didn't dawn on me until that school district, um, you know, this last election, you know, that I've been halfway paying attention to the school district and how important that is. And because they're... Ra- I mean, they are in charge of what our kids... What they're, happens they're, to our they're, kids? They're in yes. charge of our future. Yes. And, 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 you know, woke me up, a person who's actively voting and paying attention to just what I don't know. So I want to just go out and tell people. I mean, now the, all the incumbents won. Yeah, which I don't think that should have happened because if they were doing such a great job, we wouldn't have had eight fights at Cajon. We wouldn't that, have that, people that, upset. That, we wouldn't have Del Morrison. That, we we wouldn't have people one thing robbing. I have a problem with is that we did all that work to make sure that the charter changed the local politicians' elections for our city to an even number year to coincide with the presidential elections. But we didn't do that with our school board. So now they get their own special election that co- that costs us money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That cost they had their own special election, right? And no one votes in those, so it's like giving it's a it's a roll of the dice, not even close. It's usually given always to the incumbent. Yeah, and I, I, I'm bothered yeah. by that. I am bothered by the way that the San Bernardino City Unified School District runs. I'm bothered by the corruption. I'm bothered by the education that these children are getting. And I really feel like we are doing them a very horrible, horrible, horrible disservice. And I have a 26-year-old stepson. I have um, a 20-year-old stepson and a 19-year-old stepson. And they've, I, I've watched the public school system from elementary school through high school three times. And 
the youngest one, thank goodness that his mother moved to Alabama so that he could get a diploma. Well, uh, we, we can improve this stuff. So how we do it is we go to the school board meetings. Yeah. You can do that. You can even speak at school board meetings. And if you are a parent and you don't go to the city meetings because you got to work, and I understand. That's how they get them yeah, too. Yeah. But if you have kids and you are not going to the school board meetings. I'm guilty. Yeah. It's your fault. It's right? my fault. Yep. I'm guilty. Guilty uh, as charged. Now, right? I don't have no kids, so I, <laughs> I should be going to school. My kids go to charter school, yeah. so I kind of felt like, but <laughs> charter school is mandated by the San Bernardino School I love Dr. Hill, the head of the I love Dr. Hill. I love Margaret Hill. Yeah, she's, a, she, you know, and today she was incredible. Well, yeah. you know, I'm going to tell you, I, I have a personal, I know Dr. Margaret Hill from high school years, because my best friend, Tiana Peterson, her brother, Gary, went to... Um, she suspended you one time? Or? No, no, her brother, Gary, went to San Andreas. Yeah. She was the principal. Yeah, she was the principal. And, you know, Gary, everybody in the world had given up on Gary and not Margaret Hill. And if it wasn't for Margaret Hill, Gary would not have graduated. He went through the service. He, he is now a medical doctor. And had it not been for Dr. Margaret Hill... Gary would have she, she hasn't given up on me yet <laughs> I mean Gary would have ended you know <laughs> so so I know I know that her heart is in the right place and yeah. her and she is a politician and she has not given up on Robert Porter no and in fact she's gone out of her way to help Robert Porter in fact helped me get a job helped me uh, uh move into the school system uh to, to do better work with uh paleo days um she's that's the kind of politician we need Yes. But she's also not afraid to tell me the truth, how she feels about things. And she really has a problem with the possibility of cannabis sneaking into the school system a little bit too much. So to have her on the Cannabis Commission for that, uh, if it's going to keep kids waiting till they're 21, if she can figure out how to do that properly or add something to that, okay, that's, that's good. But the rest of the people on there, like... I want you to study up on cannabis as much as possible because we need you to do this stuff good. Well, I'm going to tell you, I I was happy by the end of that meeting today. Whoa! <laughs> okay, I I mean I th- if you if you go back and you watch the end, I thank them all and I appreciated them all because they started asking good questions. Yes, it was. Oh. And 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 what that told me was that they all did their homework before they got there. I actually think. It may have made the mayor feel uncomfortable. No, yeah, the, because, <laughs> because Turkey but, trot. But but let me tell you. Let me, let me let me tell you this is that they they were asking such good questions. You remember how at the beginning of the meeting they voted for the um, next four meetings, right? Well, and then they were saying, "Oh, they could get into the one of the issues today." Well, these guys were asking such good questions that Mark Persico had to say, "Hey, stop. Like we're not prepared for this." So our own city officials were not prepared. And that, that actually, when they said that before, it bugged me that they, we had to do so much research on this, and it took forever. And I'm like, that's your job, and you should have been doing this right when Measure O got put out. Look, I'm going to tell you, what they should have been doing is when I wrote the ordinance that I spent 18 months working on, and today, you know what they said? Hey, let's model other cities. let that's exactly what I did. I took Oakland. I took Las Vegas. I took San Diego. I took Palm Springs. And then, being that I know San Bernardino, because I'm a freaking real true San Bernardinian, for 41 years, born and bred here, okay? And I, I can get in the, the 
where other people can't get in in cannabis and i i'll go to the rough part of town i see what goes on i see where people buy vcrs and sell vc well maybe dvd players now but um but but you know but you know that's exactly what they were saying today and had they had they cooperated with carmel Rowe, okay the city wouldn't i mean their back is against the wall right now and and you know robert when i was driving over here i heard you say about them banning outdoor and this and that and so after you left um they called uh, one of the police chiefs up, uh, the older white gentleman. Lawhead? No, it wasn't Lawhead. It was Martian or uh, okay. um, something like that. And um, Randy Wilson had asked a question about what is the police, you know, what do they prefer about indoor and outdoor and this and that. And um, the police department actually said, you know, we don't have a problem with marijuana. We don't have a problem with them growing it indoors. The only and, and we really don't have a problem outdoors, but the only concern we have is, what about if, if if children jump over the fence and get into somebody's backyard, or you know the crime in this city? You know if people are jumping fences. Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's but deadly plants all over this whole city, and you don't cactus. You don't, yeah, no, no, I'm serious. Like oleander itself can kill you, and so can datura. They, we don't put up little fences around us so the native kids don't eat that. Well, well, you know that, but. But I'm telling you, even from the police department today, there was no resistance. So it was. It, it feels like the the movement is definitely it, going well, in the right direction. It it feels like that. And then you know they, I'm here because the meeting ended, but you know they went and they did public comments after the meeting. And so I brought my comment in. Oh, <laughs> okay, you didn't get to say it. No, I did. Okay. I read it, but I'm going to tell you what I said, and then okay, okay. what was written because of my buddy that I came. It was actually his opinion. Okay, okay? and he didn't want to get up, so I kind of agree. So I told him, in my opinion, it would make sense for the city to come up with a projected dollar amount needed to change the city, like law enforcement, parks, rec, cleaning it up. And once you can get a dollar amount and you can figure it out, then you can come up with the number of licenses and come up with a payment plan so all the money is monitored weekly until the changes are made. Also, you can make an initiation fee of like $20,000 per license. And then, you know, a lot of the marijuana guys that were in the audience were like, <laughs> you know, and I already told my buddy, hey, I was going to send a stake through their heart. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But, you know, the thing is, is, hey, if you can pay, then you can play, right? If you can get in. And then, so if you don't like that, then, you know, Measure O only gave the city $250. Now that, I mean, that's chump change and you're asking for problems, you know. But then what I, then what I went on to say to them is, hey, you're right. We only have four meetings. And in order to do this properly, you can't really do it in four meetings. And what I suggest is that you mirror the state and you say like this. If you can get a state license, then you can get a city license and let free enterprise take its course. So don't limit it. Don't limit it because there's a lot of things that people are going to have to do. I mean, it's not going to be easy to get a state license by no means. Okay. I mean, I've been getting read, checking the box. I mean, I've downloaded the forms. I've read the this. I'm, you know, so why reinvent the wheel? Why? We don't, we're not other cities. We're not Palm Springs. Hey, mm -hmm. you know, the closest city we come to is Oakland. And what did Oakland do? Oakland, they might only had four dispensaries at first, but they didn't put a bunch of regulations on them. You know, they kind of, I mean, their their ordinance was two pages. Yeah, let's, let's a free market. Yeah. Let's watch it. If, yeah. if it does mess up, if something does get out of hand, that's when you regulate, not before. The but, yeah. but when I spoke that last time, all of their eyes lit up and said, yeah, Good. let's do that. When they heard that $20,000, man, <laughs> okay. Yeah, gonna, they, they tell money, I love it now. You know, but but they heard, but because I woke them up, they heard what I had to say about the free enterprise, which was the most important thing 
of the day. So, so in the future, they're going to be going over on this commission, personal cultivation in residential zones, marijuana consumption, smoking in public areas, taxes and fees on marijuana. And number 11 is regulation of commercial marijuana activities not covered by Measure O. So those will be the next four meetings, probably. They'll be going over a little bit each one. Oh, and what they said, just because I heard you talking on the way here, if they ban any part like outdoor, mm-hmm. of marijuana, they cannot apply for federal grants. No money. No money. But you would start talking about grants, and you see their ears pick up. They're like, money? Yep. Right. Free money? Right. And and that, and, and, and when I heard one of them ask that, you know, about the grants, and, and, and I had already told my buddy, hey, this city loves grants because that's what they do. Okay? I'll just leave it at that. But if they ban outdoor cultivation at all, then they're not eligible. So the mayor's just pouting right now hey i'm loving it you want to know why <laughs> the mayor stuck his foot in in the in his mouth and who is he really going to get reelected to when, once marijuana is in effect i just want to no. know man it, it, it's it no. is it is good that he went though i'm glad he went and there was actually quite a few john valdivia yeah. benito um and mulhaville mulhaville mudhole <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Hey, hey, man! There's a house. For, hey, Robert! There's a house for rent, like right across the street from him, and I drive by it. Man, I want to rent that house so bad. <laughs> I don't. Who is it that called a mud hole? Someone called a mud hole. It wasn't. I cannot take credit for coining that term. Maybe it was Leticia. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's like, because I don't know. He, he, the reason I say because he hates it when you mispronounce his name. So oh, I do it on purpose. I'll do. It. Hey, I'll so do you know it. that. You want me to do it one time in the council meeting? I'll say. Yeah. Oh, and Jim Mudd. Oh, I mean Mulvihill. <laughs> well, it's easy for him to say because he's so monotone, right? So, like, uh, uh And and you know what? <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you what I like to hear today was when that when that consultant. I was actually pleased with the consultant they hired today. I'd have to say he was kind of like a a, a rogue. Uh, I thought it'd be like a rogue cop, like actually cared about cannabis. No, yeah, he—he, he, I mean, he came from Colorado. He wasn't—he wasn't a prohibitionist in my eyes. No, yeah. he, but but what he what he explained, um, what he explained. Now I lost my train of thought, but what he explained today was I'm going to think about it and I'm going to tell you because it was it was really good. I can't think about it. He was explaining about Prop 64, most of those, that stuff, right? Yeah, that, and that's what I was going to tell you, but my mind drew a blank. And he was really adamant about the fact that you cannot ban um, cultivation in the city. And if you do, you don't get the grants! Right. Yes. I mean, that was great. <laughs> he, he, I well, think we have... Well, uh, well let, let's move to this one real quick item before we get... And then we, you can think about it right now, because you'll like this one. You say you were a part of the first cannabis dispensary in San Bernardino. Now, yeah. this is a point of contention because I would say at least at least first or second. That's for sure. I was gonna say because I know where the first one was. The first one, the first one, I believe it was right there off of E Street. All right. Well, we were, this is history, yeah. right? Yeah. Here, so we're gonna have to. Okay. Think. So what what was the first one? The one that I worked I worked at originally was Arrow Alternative Remedies off of uh, Waterman and and uh, Central, and it was the second one actually. Oh, I know where that was. Because the first one originally was on E Street, and it got shut down. It was right next to Windrammers, like across the well, where the where the recommendation spot is at now. Mm. Well, That's where it was originally. You okay. know the. 
Really, the first one was right there on Del Rosa. See, I like oh, yeah, this Del already. We it was, have, it was, I, I just heard it, three first ones, team. So that means we have a mystery. No, it's it. Yeah. I've I've re- it's Kush, Kush Concepts on Del Rosa was the first marijuana dispensary in this city. Okay. And they have still been standing, t- and they have never closed their door. Oh yeah, they're still around too. Yeah, because yeah. they've been around since when when I was. Like st- then you got then. all the homies yeah. that have been doing it out of their house. Wait a second, I've been slanging herb out my door. Hey, well, you know I'm gonna tell you the guys that used to be on Arrowhead and um, Highland Avenue. I went to high school with those buddies, and I'm with those guys. And you know, when I first went in there, I was like, you know, I'm glad to see you guys made your high school job a career. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, although they might not have been the first building, I mean, those boys right there have yeah. been slanging since I was in 1994 in, in high school. Okay. So, so what do you guys think? Like, what what has changed since you first managed till now? Oh man, a bunch of stuff changed. Cause like, like I'm I'm pretty sure Carmel can say the same thing. Back in 2010. Like these were like speakeasies. Like they didn't even try to even um, advertise because it was so crazy. And then finally, when we did get raided, the city they just pretty much came up in there and were just citing us for uh, infractions on the building. Like yeah, code enforcement. Yeah, code enforcement violations. They didn't take any of the cannabis. They joked about about the burrito, medicated burritos we had in the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But they were cool. They weren't like, like they were like Santa Ana eating it. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, exactly. <laughs> what do you, I, I've, actually, I've never. I, I guess I've seen medicated burritos. I never really thought about freezing them. Like you, may, yeah, you, may, a, you have a whole new concept. Yeah, here. it was a medicated frozen burrito <laughs> for this lady. I forgot who her name all, was. All the laborers at work will be heating those up on the tractors all day long. <laughs> and like, yeah. Hey, we used to make medicated Slurpees. We used to have a Slurpee machine oh, dedicated so for medicated. I mean, you know, they were good. Under pressure rosin <laughs> Slurpees. Oh, oh man. man, I love those. <laughs> oh, I got to get one every time I'm at Blacklist. It's a Terp Slurp too. They got good yeah. ones. Dude, give them both some frogs. Yeah, you might have to come on here, huh? Yeah, that'd be dope. All right, so you got like this. You got a a cannabis line too, or something? Uh, or? I just uh, pretty much I'll sell my my clothes and I. Uh, well, well, tell us how to get your clothes first. My clothes, you can get them at waxskateboards.com or waxskateboards.bigcartel.com or at any of the sessions going on in San Bernardino. I post on uh, Instagram uh, at waxskateboards. So and just I, I follow wear, us. I wear that shirt everywhere, and mine's getting faded. Oh, the John Cole, yeah. the John Cole shirt. It's getting faded, so I might have to get oh. another one here coming up here. <laughs> might have to get you a sweater now oh, since it's a little it's colder, you know? Well, I, I I love wearing it online, so, like, you, you, you get us some shirts, we'll, we'll definitely put your name out there. Oh, definitely. And you definitely. Could all, why don't you always sell on I Love San Bernardino? Everybody else those other people sell shirts on there. They must, yeah. they must be making money. I sold a couple boards over there before on, on I Love San Bernardino. Did it work, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool, man. I just went driving around just delivering boards that day. S- someone told me they sold a house. <laughs> they, I think they have. I'm, I'm, like, now I don't let no one from outside of our city sell a house because I'm afraid they're going to move our good people out to some other city. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Hey, well, you know, and I know I've told you this before, but you know I own a lot across the street from this Yeah, park. yeah, you were telling me you are like, if, if you, they give you any trouble, just you could go over there and, and set but up. But if you if you want to ever, you know, any day of the week, set up a skateboard shop or set up something, oh yeah, your clothing awesome. over there, you 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 can call me and just let me know or text me or 
Facebook me. Is it a building? Oh, thank you. Carmel. I mean, no, it's. I mean, it's a lot, but no, you know, if he, if he I had like a cart, use. if he yeah. had a cart or you know, yeah. a van, you just set yeah. up and no, you you move a temporary trailer on there. You set up a skateboard shop and you sell wheels and. Yeah, my dad was telling me yeah. I had to go get the taco truck. So I've been looking. I got a guy who does tacos, and I was just talking to him about it today. You know, but <laughs> but I mean, if if why if, don't we just throw a sesh on that? because <laughs> it's too close to the park yeah it's too close to the park <laughs> you know i that's I, I, not you know but if you ever want any of that or you know oh definitely I, I definitely will take you up on that offer i appreciate it because uh yeah throwing events in the city unless you got someone helping you they, they, they're sticklers man. yeah but i mean if you're having an event and they're like oh you can't sell something well if you were set up across the street they don't have any say so yeah because it's private property it's private property and then you oh hey you can go you know yeah and and all the kids would be stoked because all they got to do is just go across the street to go get a board instead of going all the way to downtown. Right, that's the closest skate park. I mean, skate shop is downtown. You know, and 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 I saw this today, and I saw this yesterday, and so maybe at your event, it if you could just ask those kids to use the crosswalks, and yeah. because I saw it, and I'm afraid one of those kids is going to get run over and because be even on my way, like from the count, you know. You know, there was three, and they were not obeying, and they were older, but they were not yeah. obeying the track. You know, maybe if in your event you could just address that or yeah. just, you know, in what it just, I don't want any of them to get run. And and I saw, you know, I know they were coming from the skate park, but then they were on 9th and uh, D. Today I saw it on 9th and E. I think it was yesterday or the day before I saw it on 9th and D. And they D. were just cutting through track. Uh, yeah. I, I think Carmel became a parent. Because have you never heard a skater die? I mean, I've heard a skater die. Driver die. Well, well, sometimes they thin themselves, they thin the herd. But but the problem is, it's right there on E Street. They could get hit by that bus. They know. Yeah, that bus is crazy. This is the thing. They know better. Don't don't do that. Don't you know better? Your mom told you to never cross the street without looking both ways, right? right? And and they're not cro- they, today. They weren't crossing in crosswalks. Yeah, yeah. And what you'll end up doing, it's not that you're bad or you're cool. You'll end up ruining it for everybody else if something bad wow. happens and they shut down the park or something. Did you hear about that? By the way, what uh, the park across the street from San G? Um, I guess somebody went over there and caught the skate park on fire over there, and. It was demolished. Like, it's got a lot of bad damage, so it's uh, gated up now. And some of the kids thought that the city was bull- bulldozing it, so they're all crying. Aww. And they call, they hit me up, and they're like, Jason, dude, call the city, <laughs> figure out what's going on. <laughs> see, see, those are the people we need to run for office yeah, later on in yeah, the future. Get yeah. them to vote. Now, yeah, no, now, they, they definitely would vote. Insurance is going to cover it? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, from what I talked to the city, because I told the lady, I was like, hey, you know what's going on with the with the park? You guys, you guys just tore it down without having a meeting or anything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "No, no, the park's not torn down." I'm like, "Well, what's wrong with it?" She's like, "Somebody caught it on fire and vandalized it." And oh. I was like, "Oh man!" Okay. But they do have insurance for those things, so yeah, call back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, this is important. This is a g- this is good uh, uh, um, story. Please tell us what happened at the taco sesh. Oh, at the taco well, sesh. Then tell us where it was at. Okay, what happened was is the taco sesh was at the uh, Adams Racetrack, and what happened was is that um, there Can was. Can you tell me where that is first? Well, a- Adams Racetrack, it's like in uh, Bloomington, uh, south of Bloomington, um, uh, Riverside area. Okay. Like off a of market, like uh, uh, in between that area, because it's like a little racetrack on the dirt. Well, what happened is they were having a private event, and then um, what happened to that was usually when. when 
we set up over there. They have vendor parking with security and everything, so that the security can move you to your, to your, uh, to the to the actual entrance of the of the event and stuff. And then what what happened was is the gentleman didn't park there because I guess he got there late or something. But there was plenty of parking in the vendor area, but he parked all the way like, and I'm talking like a good portion all the way back. And then he started walking towards the gate. But he was holding a bunch of units. Of eight, eight, I heard. Uh, it was about eight or ten. That's eight pounds of cannabis. Yeah, and and you know at nighttime that's getting caught slipping. Yeah, at nighttime with no security around that's in that smart. area, you can't mm-hmm. you can't do that. You know, and they they tell us specifically this for a reason so that this does not happen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, now, any, uh, we're really sorry that happened. No, you know definitely, to totally, yeah, but, totally. But you gotta have a little common sense with some of this a- stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, especially if you have something of worth. It's like if you walk down the street with a big gold chain. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like you're not gonna go do that, you know. But um, what happened was, is there was these four gentlemen, and they took the cannabis. They they pretty much robbed the guy and had a getaway car. So they jumped in the getaway car, and the security guard said, "Hey, freeze! Knock it off!" You know, like. Yeah, like I'm, uh, you guys need it, you know. Like he was running after him and stuff, and then another security guard pulled in front of the car. The car hit one of the security guards, and he did like a somersault. And uh, so he, he got hit. He actually got hit like with the a vehicle. Real, like a, the guy, not the car. The the car actually hit the guy, and he, the guy did like a somersault because he tried to get in front of it while they were taking off. Oh my gosh! And then the other security guard was running after him and said, "Hey, I'm gonna shoot you if you don't if you don't." Uh, if you don't stop, and the guys open the back car door and fire two rounds, oh. so then that's when the security guard had to open fire on the vehicle because of it, and uh, uh, they got away. But then uh, I guess somebody at the the hospital they 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 got turned in with seven gunshot wounds yeah. from it. So yeah, it's just it's really bad, and that's the thing that sucks about it is because you can't really do anything about those type of events. All you could do is just have the proper security. Yeah, because that could happen in a bank. But it it would be less likely. I mean, actually, I read studies that that banks get robbed more than marijuana dispensaries. But if if these different cities, they didn't have a ban and they weren't trying to do all that, then you could have the police there. And you could have... Their cooperation. And you could have their... And then you could go and you could turn that in. Yes. I mean, how how many people have been robbed... And can't go to the police. Mm-hmm. That, that and, and this is going to be bad on Taco Session. Everybody else, I can yeah. imagine, there's got to be bubbling lawsuits from everybody. No, I, I don't, I don't think it's that that bad. But I just think that you know, just because of the 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 tragedy in Las Vegas, a lot of people overreacted. And you see, I was there. I heard what went on. I I ducked to the ground. I grabbed some girls. She was kind of like a deer in a headlight, so I had to grab her, throw her on the ground. But then once the, the fire stopped, because I noticed that the fire wasn't going towards any of the crowd or anything like that. Once I knew that, then I got up and I was making sure that everybody was all right. Because a lot of people r- literally panicked really bad and started flipping over tables and stuff like yeah, that. So I heard, like, did the cannabis flow everywhere and, like, a lot uh, of people lost a lot of Yeah, them. there was some some things like that. But it was just, like, it wasn't, it wasn't something like um, – it was, like, pandemonium pretty much over there. But – after afterwards, it it was just sad because it was like a lot of people were real shooken up about mm-hmm. it. But I can understand now all the different things. It's just there's no real way to say, hey, I'm gonna 
I'm gonna friendly fire, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna shoot. It wasn't like that. It was just like completely. And we thought somebody was literally the way that it's set up on market. When you're going over to the, you have like a a bridge that goes over the the top of the raceway and over there that's originally what i thought happened was somebody was just parked right there and then just started opening fire from from up oh, above that and that bad. that's yeah. what i w- thought it was originally that's why i was just like holy cow but um it, tur- I s- it turned out to be a security well, guard yeah. the most of the fire was from the security guard yes the yeah it was the security guard there was only two rounds that that they shot at the security guard and you see they already took a security guard out by by hitting him with the car but than this one you know and I, how come we didn't hear about none of that in the paper i i don't know exactly no. i don't know exactly did you hear about that no yeah that's all yeah. kept quiet so we, this is you're well, breaking news here well, on the yeah. san Bernardino county show well, yeah. did did the is the one security guard okay and the other one he didn't get shot then yeah yeah it. the other one's okay and and the other one didn't get shot uh, um they didn't have any uh issues with the sheriffs i guess because they talked to the sheriffs after after the event and the sheriffs um I guess didn't have any issues because he would have went to jail, obviously, you know, so he didn't go to jail or anything. So I just think he he did a good job as far as um, protecting because, again, that's what we need. But just like Carmel said, it's exactly we need the support from the police department because if the police said, hey, you know what, we'll take care of you guys. If there's any funny stuff, just give us a call, you know what I'm saying, and we'll take care of it. So or even hey we'll monitor but yeah, we won't exactly. bother you. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to mess with you guys just if there's any 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 issues with anything just let us know, you know, if there's a guy that's uh, got robbed or anything like that. I think the, there needs to be a communication without feeling like oh uh you're incre- being interrogated. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that is a cool story. Um, it's not so, cool, but... Yeah, no. Well, no. It, uh, it, what's cool about it is that we broke some news here on I Love San Bernardino that the sun didn't. So they yeah. didn't get deep enough into that. And they didn't <laughs> have a, a, an eyewitness testimony here, right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Taco Sesh, they are committed to taking care of their, their people, you know. And that's, that's one thing that... I do respect them for and, and you know, just well, I ho- taking I ho- care I of everybody, too. I hope it works too. out better yeah. for... Uh, exactly. You know, and they keep going and... and the are the tacos medicated? Yes. Yeah, there are some medicated tacos there. I just had to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thanks. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Mr. Lola. We appreciate it. Thank and you. Uh, um, appreciate how do they get a hold of you with Wax Skateboards? Uh, I'm at Wax Skateboards on Instagram and uh, Wax Skateboards on Facebook. All right, all right.